What up and welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 136. On this episode, I'm joined by Rusty, who calls in. We talk about uh, life with kids, uh, landowners, buffets, video game talk with a bunch of Final Fantasy talk, so get excited for that. Uh, PlayStation Vitas, The Darkest Dungeon, Dragon's Dogma, Warcraft 3, Civilization 6, and then some other games mixed in there. Uh, we talk a little bit about the next generation consoles, and then end it with just a little bit of politics. Uh, thanks for checking us out. podcast with Mo. What up? And I'm joined by nobody at the moment, but I will be shortly. Um, what I'm going to do first, I'm going to tell you all about our Patreon. You go to patreon.com slash a podcast with Mo. If you go there and give me any amount of money, a dollar or a million dollars, you'll get early access to the podcast. You give me a million dollars, you can get the fuck you want, to be real honest. But um, y'all know how that is. Uh, we're all prostitutes for the man. Uh, <laughs> we have some producers that are, uh, we have some people that are producers on on the podcast through their patronage. Those people would be my mother, Hurricane Haynes, Marshall Adharma Initiative Bear, Jay Powwow, Snappy. They are the ones keeping all this going. Um, you can also go to our merch shop. We have pretty dope shirts. We just sold a hat recently to somebody out there. So we're still slowly but surely uh, going to get the A Podcast with Mo merch out there. Um, all right, so this week the plan was I was going to have someone uh, on the podcast. They were going to call me last night. I stayed up real late uh, to have them on, and then they fell asleep and couldn't call in. Uh, so hopefully in the future we can get them back on. Uh, I was pretty excited about it, but it ha- that happens in the podcast world. Um, just don't schedule them late. That's my lesson I've learned here. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to call my cousin Rusty, Um you know, growing up, I'm sure when I was before, he was kind of like the closest thing I had to an older brother because I'm an only child. So he really wasn't an older brother because we didn't live together and shit. But, you know, all of, the, all of his music, all his video game love, all that stuff rubbed off on me. Uh, so we always can rant and rave about shit normally for a decent podcast. So this is very last minute. So if it sucks, my bad. But appreciate him for doing this. So let me uh, give him a call. Hey, what's up, cuz? Hey, what's going on, man? Not much, not much. Just hanging out at the house today. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, can you hear me all right and everything? I have a new setup over here. So, Yeah, yeah, you're coming in clear. Perfect. Yeah, you sound way better than normal. So whatever you did, it's working over there. Uh, um, yeah, <laughs> some I didn't say, so I feel like I should. I did just record a music podcast. It'll be coming out uh, next week, next Friday after this uh, episode comes out. And so I may have been drinking a little, may have been smoking a little, but I'll try to keep up. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. Uh, so, yeah, how's your weekend? How's your life? And you, had, you just had your third kid not too long ago. You called in uh, right after that happened last time. So how's life going with all that? Oh, man. Uh, you know, it's it's pretty busy. Uh, having three kids is definitely a, a switch, right? Because now the the parents are outnumbered. Right. Um, I think, I think the biggest thing is, you know, all, all these kids, they're under four, right? Like I got a four year old and I got three kids. So, right. <laughs> um, so, so that takes a little getting used to, you know, they're all, they're all fighting for, uh, attention. Of course, you know, the baby has certain needs and then the two older kids, they just want all the attention. So, right. but you know, it's not too bad. Not too bad. I, I'm enjoying it. Uh, you know, the baby's starting to get to where they're actually like, like he's making facial expressions and stuff like that. So, uh, it's always rewarding to see him smile and actually notice you and recognize you. Right. But well, that's dope. <laughs> um, I was actually thinking recently, um, you know, cause people are like, Oh, you gotta have kids. Cause that's what brings joy into your life. And a lot of people believe that, but everyone that believes that has kids. So I think they're biased. <laughs> and, uh, I always think like, man, you know, I'm probably a disappointment to my mother. Cause I, 
maybe I did bring joy to her life at one point in time, but not for very long. And not these <laughs> days. Like, I don't think she sits around and is like, oh, my son, you know, I don't. <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, you know, I, yeah, I'm sure she probably still does. Right. Because. I don't know. She still invites you around, so that's true. I'm sure. <laughs> she hasn't kicked me out or anything of yeah. gatherings. Well, you you got the benefit of where she lives. She probably doesn't see a whole lot of people being successful right. or marginally self reliant. So <laughs> right, yeah. Um, something that like I hate about myself is I kind of. You know, and I'm sure you're the same way. Well, you probably have much of a choice. Uh, just paying my own bills, right? You know, because, you know, you see these studies of so many people do have their parents' help. Um, and you're like, oh, well, I, I guess I could not, you know, and that's cool. And I'll be, I'm like semi proud of that, but then my parents know that. So they don't just like give me money. And I'm like, but it would be <laughs> kind of cool if y'all did, if y'all wanted to. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I don't think I have that choice. Right. I, I look at my parents and I'm like, my my mom was telling me the other day, she's like, yeah, I got like an extra three bucks left over after paying, paying some stuff. I was like, three bucks, huh? <laughs> right. And man, where, that where, town. Where's, where's my cut of that three bucks, mom? No, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I'm your son, your baby boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, the place you know, we're you, from and we don't, I mean, I talk about quite a bit of Warika, like just that whole, that whole world is so different. Like I couldn't even imagine living there again. I know. I know. So you, you kind of asked like how my weekend was going and, and this kind of feeds into it. Right. Cause, uh, my wife in, in our church, she's, uh, she's called to be like a young women's leader. And so they, they plan this overnight trip and I had to, I had to kind of tag along as like a priesthood holder or whatever. They have to have so many priesthood holders there. And, uh, anyways, it was to a cabin of a guy that lives like four houses down from us. And, uh, he, he's super smart. Like he, he got his master's at MIT in engineering. Right. So, um, pretty, pretty good stuff there, but his, his dad owns an engineering firm. And so like up in the mountains, they, they own, I don't know, probably, probably 30 acres or so of land. And they have like a place for like horses and this huge cabin out in the middle of nowhere. And like we had to snowmobile in, they own like six snowmobiles. They have like a, one of those big side by side, like uh big four wheeled vehicles that right. has like tre- treads on it. So it goes through the snow, you know, all, all of these toys and stuff. And so we went and spent, spent the day up there um, just hanging out, playing and stuff like that. And I was just like, this is how the other side lives, right? <laughs> right. Like, there's yeah. no way I would have ever experienced anything like that growing up. But to him, he's like, yeah, we built this cabin in 1992 or something like that. And he's like, and uh, I'm building a house out on 10 acres of land at such and such that looks kind of just like it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, forget uh, this. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I completely understand. Um, I've never been on a snowmobile, so that's pretty cool. Um, I will say like, I – I look at my life and I understand I'm very lucky and stuff. But like when I was really young, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. But my dad got that job at Certain Teed where your dad worked as well. Um, but my dad like lived with me and, you know, it was beneficial for me that he worked there. And uh, like my life did get a lot better. Like all of a sudden my dad bought a four-wheeler and my dad bought a boat and my dad got a motorcycle. So I got to have a few little toys like that. So that was cool. Um, but it was never uh, like people are like, oh, let's go out to our land. I always thought right. that put people in a different class than me when they'd be like, oh, we have land, you know, <laughs> like we have land that we go camp at or we go hunt the land that we own. I'm like, what do you mean you have land? And it was right. just like some property. You, some you, shit you gave them the, the Native American speech, right? You don't own this land. <laughs> right. <No. laughs> like I just didn't get it. Um, and then eventually I was like, oh, yeah, y'all just own all this shit. OK. <laughs> yeah. On on the trip up there, like uh, some of the some of the other leaders, they were all talking about like, yeah, I'm gonna go sailboating in the ocean for the first time because 
you know, my dad's a big sailboating person and I lived in Michigan and we'd always sailboat up there. But now we're just going to fly down to the Gulf and we're going to sailboat in the ocean. And I was like, oh, perfect. The other one was like, yeah, we just like got back from Hawaii or whatever. And it was fantastic. And we went snorkeling and all this other stuff. And I'm like, you paid for an excursion. Like you, you went out on a boat to watch whales. I was like, that's like 400 bucks. Like, right. ain't no way I'm paying that. <laughs> like, even if I did go to Hawaii. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, two things there. One, I can't think of sailing across anything without thinking of Captain Ron. Wasn't that that movie? <laughs> like every time I think of that, I'm like, no, no, it's going to go horribly wrong. I watched Captain Ron when I was a kid. <laughs> like that's not, it's not a good idea. Um, and yeah, I'm kind of the same way. And I feel really bad for my wife because she, I think would be the top that's like, let's do all the fun stuff. But I'm always like, let me list all the cons real quick. And then by the end, if she still wants to be excited, she feels dumb about it. And then I feel like an asshole. Cause I'm like, well, <laughs> hold on. Let me just tell you why this is stupid. And then I ruin it. <laughs> but just the way I'm wired for whatever reason, you know, you know, for me, it usually all just stops at money. I'm like the con, it costs too much. Like, (laughs) right. That's it. That's all I got. (laughs) I mean, there's like that even for like food, right? Like there's this, we bring, talk about this Asian place all the time on here. Um, and it's just, it's expensive and it's, if it's good, it's really good, but it's not always good. Like half the time it's really bad. They prepare it wrong. And so I'm always like, well, do we want to waste money on that? We could just spend a two thirds of that money on fast food and do the, you know, <laughs> like I'm always like trying to make the pitch. Um, and then I feel bad cause I'll do that and then we'll go ahead and eat it. And if it's bad, she's like, I picked wrong. And I'm like, no, it's fine. You know, yeah, she, she feels 10 times worse because it wasn't your choice too. Right. Like, right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm trying like, to, yeah, you you know, we should have went to Chick-fil-A and then I would have got points on my app and stuff. But no, we went to Oscars instead. Exactly. Like- <laughs> That's exactly how it goes. Um, and then I wish the Asian buffet place was better because I always like the buffet places. But the one in town, it's just so bland. Like nothing mm. has any seasoning really on it. And it kind of bums me out. Yeah, I think you may have mentioned it before, but speaking of buffets, like I remember how we always got excited to go to Dunkin' and yeah. eat at the Chinese buffet there, and then it got shut down because they were serving cat meat and stuff, right. cat and dogs. And I, I just remember your mom, because your mom always had some good one-liners uh, throughout my life, and she was just like, I think I preferred the cat <laughs> when we went back after they reopened. She like claimed the cat was better. Um, yeah, I was like, yeah, I might, might be. I remember the first time I went there was with Dew's parents for one of their birthdays. Um, and I remember just thinking he was so lucky because my parents hate Chinese food. Like they will not. They went once to a place in Chickasha, Chickasha with me and my mom ate white rice only and refused to eat anything else. And I was <laughs> like, are you serious? And I think my dad would actually like it. He's just never been in a restaurant to try it. Um, but I just find that fascinating where I'm like, I love it. Anytime we go Chinese food, I'm all about it. And you were the same way. We would go to, what was it? Taste of China, Wichita Falls. That one was real good. Yeah. Good. Stuff. Yep. That one's good. Yeah. I, I don't understand people that don't like, like Chinese food. Cause I, I'm like, well, you like chicken. Right. And there's a lot of chicken in here. Like you like beef, there's broccoli and beef right there. Like it's just broccoli and beef. Like. <laughs> Yeah. How could you not like that? Some people <laughs> get all crazy about it or whatever. Um, now, I have never really tried sushi. There is a Japanese steakhouse here in Ada that has some good sushi from what I've heard. Uh, but I, the only time I tried it was with you once at a buffet. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's not good. But then everyone's like, we'll never eat sushi at a buffet. So, yeah, I, I think I, I tried sushi for the first time with uh, Josh Lewis up in Stillwater. So like if you if you think timeline of my life, I was 22, 23 whenever right. I first went to Stillwater. So so that's how long it took me to try sushi. And and now like I I can dig it. I can't do the like really authentic stuff where it's like just a huge slab of uh salmon or something on top of rice and and things like that. Like, but whenever it's the little cuts, you know, the tiny cuts that you can just kind of don't have to really chew right. or taste, I can do that. But man, the eel, the eel is where it's at. You get the barbecue eel, whew, 
It's delicious. Yeah, well, Kubi's been trying to get me to go to this Japanese steakhouse for a while, so eventually I'll go and have to have to check it out. I've never done the Japanese stuff. I know there was one there, but I've always just stick with the Chinese or Asian buffet, you know, but I've never done the actual, yeah. like, they kick, they cook the food in front of you, Benihana style. Oh, yeah, kind of like a hibachi grill right, type thing. Right, right. Yeah, that's what they do with this one, but I've never never done it. I don't want to be a noob at stuff. That's why I would never go skiing. So I'm like, nope, it's been too long in my life. I can't do that now. I need to do that when I was a child. Yeah, you go to Hibachi Grill. You're like, do I stick my plate out now? Like, <laughs> right, do they just move it in front of me? What do I do? <laughs> yeah, it'd be. Uh, I agree. I, but speaking of buffets, one other thing that sticks out to me. I remember I always loved buffets growing up, and uh, I didn't realize there was any people that looked down on buffets. I guess this kind of goes so our like a. Uh, our class of where we were raised at. But to me, like, you know, my parents were like, we're going to take our fat son to a buffet so he can eat <laughs> like eight plates of food. <laughs> and I would do it and I'd be all sick or whatever. But I remember going uh, on one of our school trips, like robotics club or student, you know, um, academic team or something. And uh, this kid, Jason, who I think was a year below you, if I remember he threw this huge fit because we wanted to go to Golden Corral and eat at a buffet. And he was like, we have to get the food ourselves and put it on our plates. And oh. I was like, oh, wow, there's a whole group, class of people that think that's below them. And then, like, you know, four or five other people on the bus agreed, like, I want them to bring the food to me. And I was like, <laughs> what is this? I never knew people cared about this. Like, I love buffets. Like yeah, you know if they bring that food to you, they're going to expect a tip. Right. Like, <laughs> I, speaking of buffets, like, have you ever seen something at a buffet that just, like, disgusted you? Like, somebody do something, or maybe they had something on the menu, or, like, like on the line or whatever, that just disgusted you? Um, I, rem- I just remember... They used to have the crazy candy thing at the Golden Corral, so a lot of kids would put, like, the chocolate fountain on their mashed potatoes, and you'd be like, stupid-ass kids. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the reason I ask, like, up here, I don't know if you remember back in the day they had, like, the CC's Pizza and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Love CC's Pizza. Uh, um, they have like something similar up here. It's called the pizza pie cafe. It's, it's not three ninety nine all you could eat, but, um, it, it's a similar, just like pizza buffet. And, uh, me and my wife, whenever we were, I, I don't know if we were even married yet. We may have just been dating, but we, we went to this one and we sat down to eat. And this guy next to us, he takes and he gets a bowl of pasta and he didn't put any sauce on the noodles or anything, right? It's just the noodles. And then he has this huge plate of pizza next to him, right? He, he must have like nine slices of pizza. And he takes that pizza and he just starts scraping off the toppings onto the pasta. <laughs> <laughs> like apparently the bread was too mu- too many carbs for him, but the pasta wasn't, right? right. Mm. So he's just like scraping it all off. And they're not the same kind. Like you might have like – you know, a hot wing pizza and he's scraping that off and then a pepperoni pizza and he's just scraping it all off in this bowl and he just takes a fork and starts digging in. I was like, oh my gosh. I look over at my wife and she's like, she's like, I can't look at that. I was like, well, don't look at it. (laughs) She she started getting green in the face. I was like, oh no. I don't know how you could not look at it. Um, And I mean, yeah, he paid his money. He can do what he wants, I guess, but that's crazy. Crazy for sure. Um, for anyone out there that goes to CC's Pizza, uh, my wife used to work at one in high school, and so I learned that the best thing they serve is the zesty pepperoni pizza. So when we walk into one, she's like, can we get a zesty pepperoni made? And it's always like, oh, man, this is like the secret pizza they don't tell anybody about. <laughs> so There's the ticket, yeah. zesty pepperoni. Zesty pepper. I remember going with you back in the day, and you would always want the like barbecue, or maybe it was the hot wing pizza. Something of that extent. Something that I would never get. And I was like, yeah, good luck. I always did uh, enjoy their little pasta, though. You know, you mentioned that guy with the pasta. And that's where my mind went. I was like, oh, yeah, I like CeCe's pasta. But then when you kept going with. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Turns out it was not not the pasta you were envisioning. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) 
right, so if you have any questions, suggestions, or corrections, please email us at a podcast with Mo. That is a p o d c a s t w i t h m o at gmail.com. Perfect. Boom. So another thing in the world, uh, we both like video games a lot, and uh, in my world, you know, I finally beat Death Stranding. I probably wouldn't recommend it. You know, it's okay, I guess. I think the beginning and end is pretty cool, but the middle, it's not that it's just boring. It's just, it seems disconnected from the rest of the game. It's like they do a cool intro to get you into it, and they're like, all right, here's the gameplay. Here's a big chunk. Oh, you're ready and to be done. Here's the end. You know, it's like a kind of like how Final Fantasy um, 13 was it, where, you know, it was like story, 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 but it was like forever, like 15, 16 hours or whatever it was, maybe longer. And then it was like big open world. That's kind of how this is, except it's a much shorter intro, you know, and then it's just a big open world and then like a short linear end. So mm-hmm. I just don't enjoy that as much. Yeah, I kind of like, especially with, uh, you know, Asian games and stuff like that, like games created over there where you know you're kind of expecting there to be some kind of grinding phase right right like you mentioned final fantasy 13 and i remember like one of the biggest things about that was like you get to that open world and then you have to just grind in that singular place right there was no op- no changing it up no options i hate that right. game hate it when i think i remember at the time i forgave it you know like in the moment because the graphics were so cool and I was like, you know, this is just the future of Final Fantasy. Even though there's no towns and no real shops, and you buy weapons at save points, I like there was all this weird stuff. Yeah. Uh, but in hindsight, I'm like, no, I really didn't like it. Surely not. Um, I think that's when they officially lost me, probably on Final Fantasy. Uh, speaking of Final Fantasy and gaming, um, I've been playing uh, Final Fantasy Ten Two. Yeah. And uh, I I went online and I found this guide to get a hundred percent because like, it's so ridiculous to try to guess how to, how to get it. And, uh, I, I was sitting there following it and I got to about 47% completed and I was doing good. Like they had a little tracker on the side that's like, Oh, by the time you complete this mission, you should be 47.6 or something like that. And, uh, I fell asleep doing a mission where you had to go like beat up these robots that were attacking people. And, uh, I fell asleep during it and I woke up and it said mission complete. And I was like, Oh, I must've just like dozed off for a second or whatever, but still hit my button or something. Right. And so I was like, perfect. And so I go and I save the game and, uh, then I do the next mission. Turns out, the next mission didn't put me at the percentage that I thought it should. Um, because I, I guess I didn't complete the mission that I fell asleep during appropriately. And so that whole save file is junk, junk. Now <laughs> I was like, no, I'm, I was like, Oh, well I'm just going to complete it. Yeah. I won't get a hundred percent. I'll just go on YouTube and watch the hundred percent ending. Forget this. <laughs> yeah. One of the saving graces I have on PlayStation, um, you know, with PlayStation plus, like every morning or whatever, they upload your save files to the cloud. So there's been a time where like I'll do something. I'm like, well, I could at least go download what I uploaded this morning. So I'll lose my progress today, but at least, you know, cause I've done that before too. And I sucks. It sucks when you over, you save over something. Um, I did say I was done with final fantasy, but I'm actually kind of not, uh, because final fantasy seven, all the remake trailers just look so good that I'm probably going to be totally all in, going to have to buy that day one, um, you know, and, and try to play that because we love some Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, that should be should be a good time. I wonder how much they're going to milk out of that because, like, you know, it's going to be a $60 game and it's only going to get you through Midgar. Right. So, See, a lot of people have been hating, and I agree. I think if it was a classic RPG, it, it isn't enough. But I do think if they stretch it out and it's like an action story, linear games, like friends, they could take the whole, you know, you dressing up as a woman to go in that one dude's. I can't remember his name at the moment His little, uh, you know, casino sex dungeon place. Yeah, the Don, the Don. I mean, they could stretch that out to a lot, you know, that they could make each 
item you get uh, a quest, you know, or whatever. I feel like they really could um, stretch it out quite a bit, but it will never be as long as the original. I don't think. Uh, I don't. Maybe they will. I just feel like they're more focused on the story of the of the game more so than the gameplay probably, but it looks so good. Like graphic wise, I'm like, well, I just have to play it. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, even if it's horrible, I'm still going to play it. Um, and then you mentioned Final Fantasy X two. something I'm, I really have to do. I really have to buy another Vita. I have a Vita TV, which is like this little, they're really cheap. You can get them anywhere and you can plug them up to your TV and uh, play video games through them. So I have my memory card from my old PlayStation Vita that broke because it, uh, got covered in tea and it ruined it. And, uh, I put in my memory card, my memory card saved all my stuff. So I have all the games I ever purchased. So if I just get another Vita, I can just pop my memory card in and I have Final Fantasy 10 and 10 too. I purchased for the Vita and I'm like, Oh, I could play it there and I'm not going to pay for it again somewhere else. You know, I'm like, I just need to get a Vita and then I'll play it there. Cause I could see playing that on the go. Cause I didn't love 10, um, at the time, but I do think I like it a lot more than, you know, the PlayStation three games. So yeah, still cool. Yeah. Yeah. It it was fun. Um, I, I wish they, whenever they went and did the HD remastered, they would have looked at the dialogue and some of the voice acting and like (laughs) changed it a little bit. But, but 10 ended up, you know, it it was a good storyline in a sense, uh, had, had a lot of religious tones to it, of course. Right. Um, and then ten two, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting gameplay. Like the gameplay dynamics that they put in there are okay. Um, the storyline's just weird. It's just, it's just an odd storyline. Like dude's dead. Leave him leave them alone. And I, I, I watched a thing where apparently they, they actually had a script for a 10, three, um, that never got released, never got published or anything like that. Right. Um, but the producers all wanted to do it. And uh, I guess the, the idea behind what they were doing is, uh, square Enix at the time they had, a. They had some games that they were looking at working on that. And then they had some games that like flopped. And so the only reason they did 10 two is because they didn't have to put a lot of development in it. The stages were pretty much all, all created, you know, the graphics and character models and things like that. And so they just used 10 two as a cash grab. And then they had a 10 three on the side as another cash grab in case they needed it again. Right. Well, and also in that time period, you know, you got to think grand theft auto three comes out, changes games really, at least Mm -hmm. in the West. And then they put out vice city like a year later. And then San Andreas, like a year, like they used to put out games so fast back in the day where like final fantasy has gotten slower as it goes on. You know, it's like uh, 10 years for final fantasy 15 to come out. And then I can't make it further than 20 minutes into that game before saying, I'll never play this. <laughs> so that was not made for me. Um, now, I wish somehow there's some rumors that the PlayStation 5 is going to be backwards compatible for everything ever. I don't uh-huh. understand how that would work necessarily, but they're like PS1, 2, 3, 4, 5, PlayStation Portable and PlayStation Vita games will all play on it. Um, I don't know how it's going to access maybe if you have like some old like maybe it can access the old PlayStation three store files and remember what you bought. That would be awesome. But I don't, I don't know if it will or not. Um, but final fantasy seven crisis core is one of my favorite games. And I had that on the PlayStation portable and I really enjoyed that game, which was the story of Zach, you know, um, the guy cloud thinks he is. And then at the very end of that game, you get to see cloud and kind of how that all happens. And I remember being like, Oh, this game is so cool. And it explains so much. And it's never been re-released. It's never been put on anything. And that always blows my mind because it's like uh, it plays kind of like Kingdom Hearts would. How I'm assuming the new Final Fantasy VII remake will play. You know, it's an action game, but set in that world. Uh, So anyway, if anyone out there has a PlayStation Portable, find out a way to play that because I don't know any other way to do it. Yeah, I'm thinking that like in the VII remake, you're going to see a lot of that storyline kind of put in because like for them to make the that first section of the game a whole game i would think that they would have to put zach in there and talk about his relationship with Aerith. you know like 
there has to be something that they put in there. Right. Or maybe the second one they're going to do is going to be Zach's story. Like, I don't know. Because his story's just really good. It's like the whole reason you think Cloud's story is good is because of Zach's story. And then whenever you find out at the end of that game, like, Cloud's kind of like a bumbling, uh, <laughs> sh- shy, doofus kid, right? Like, he's not good at all. Like, he's an idiot. Yeah. And then uh, this whole explosion happens, and then he just happens to, through sheer confidence and coincidence, becomes good. And uh, that he gets from this other person. But it's a, I think it's the coolest part of the story. And I just think it's weird that they never have re-released it, you know. Yeah. Uh, and there's that only one way to play it. So maybe someday um, that'll happen. So is that the the next game on your list? Because you, you said you were saving up for the PS5. Um, so so I imagine game-wise, you're probably not buying a whole lot of games. I'm not. I've been uh, just trying to play games I already have, uh, but I probably will get Final Fantasy VII. I think I just got to have to at this point. Um, it's just an important game from, you know, especially for us as I'm talking to you. I mean, I remember you playing that a long time ago, like 1998 or whatever. You got your PlayStation 1, and it was awesome then, and it's always been um, in my mind of like, oh, that's just one of the best games ever. And like me and you are the top that'll argue of like, it's the best over eight, you know, because there's certain people that love eight, and I'm like, y'all are crazy. Yeah. Um, no, no one likes that GF draw system. I agree. Uh <laughs> I've per- I've considered purchasing eight because they've put it on the PS4 recently. They finally re-released it. Um, I've just to give it another chance, but I always look at I'm like I ain't spending twenty bucks on this fucking game. There's no way it lives up to it. Yeah, <laughs> very judgy. I think, I think that the storyline even for that like it moved really slow until the very end, and then it's like oh by the way this is why this is happening. Oh by the way this is like. You didn't need all that. Like slowly, slowly ease me in into that. I don't, I don't well, need it to all happen at once. <laughs> and I could be misremembering, but I just remember like the world wasn't that big compared to the others, you know. But maybe I'm wrong. Um, and then nine, I love nine. So I think just eight being sandwiched in between the two, I really like. Just makes me like it less. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I mean, they they didn't really. I think that like. Final Fantasy, you always think like, yeah, they have like human characters, but then they also have some fun characters thrown in there, right? Like, and eight was all just human characters. I mean, right? Yeah, one of them was a sorceress or whatever, but um, they were all human character models. You didn't have, you know, on on seven, you had Kate Sith and you had Red Eleven or whatever. I oh, can't remember. A random fact I heard recently is uh, Kate Sith is actually pronounced uh, like it rhymes with Banshee. It's like Catchy. And it's because in like their um, when you watch their animated versions of this, he has a Scottish accent, Cat Sith. And I guess in Scotland, when it's spelt like that, it's pronounced like she. So we've been saying it wrong forever. Just like we used to yeah. say chocobos wrong because we used to call them like chukaboos. Yeah. <laughs> forever. Forever we call them that. And then finally they put voice acting and called it a chocobo. And I remember for like a year I was like stupid ass square <laughs> enix. <laughs> calling them chocobos. I was all so offended. And that's the other thing. Uh, Eight didn't have any chocobo games or any mini games really. Right? I mean they had the card game I guess which was a big deal. Uh, but Nine did too which I enjoyed Nine's more. And I enjoyed Seven's uh, chocobo farm you know uh ranching or whatever and doing the whole racing thing finding all the treasures i enjoyed the hot and cold game of nine uh eight just didn't seem to have you know i enjoyed the chocobo shit yeah so eight had had it but it was it was terrible like i think whenever i played through eight uh probably i don't know eight months ago seven months ago something like that like i never even stepped foot in a chocobo forest to get a chocobo um until the very end when i needed it to get into the ragnarok uh spaceship and and it's because you go in there and their little mini game is you take a like a whistle and you blow a whistle until you find a chocobo or something like that um and so it, it just wasn't fun and it wasn't intuitive or anything like that it was it was so random but they did have a at the time, PlayStation released a little uh, – it was like a memory card, 
but it was like a Tamagotchi pet or something, right? Right. And so, so you could plug it in and save your Final Fantasy game on there, and you'd get Boko, uh, the Chocobo, on that little thing and have a little mini game. And it allowed you to get a Guardian Force in the game related to that Boko Chocobo. Um, but the thing only sold in Japan, and it was like, you know, at the time to get it, it was like 90 bucks or something, and there was no way I was spending 90 bucks on right. <laughs> On something like that, so. um, but yeah. So Final Fantasy, we we obviously enjoyed that. Um, other games I've been playing lately. Uh, I think this game is on the Switch, possibly if you're ever interested. Uh, the Darkest Dungeon. Uh, I've played it a long time ago. I've owned it for a long time, but I just re-downloaded it. It's a turn-based game. Uh, so you like, you know, it's kind of weird lore, like monsterish looking stuff. And so I like it because you can name your characters, right? So like there's a not character and if there's a not, I'm going to name him Rusty because I think that's funny. And uh, <laughs> then there's like a guy who kind of looks like Pow Wow. So I name him Pow Wow. And then there's a dude who has blonde hair and has a dog. So I name him after me. Like there's, you know, 16 different character classes or whatever. And there's permadeath. So if you go in and they die, they're just dead. And then every week. Uh, in the game, you know, more people come that you can recruit to be on your team uh, to try to keep your your army up or whatever. But it's just a fun little uh, game that's really hard, and, and the whole permadeath thing makes it, uh, you know, a little more fun. Uh, but I've been playing that this week a lot, and then also try to get back into Dragon's Dogma, which is another RPG game. It was on the PlayStation 3, but they remastered it for the PS4. I bought it when it first came out and then quit playing it, but I finally got it back around to it. And uh, I won't say it's great, but it's a game to play. You know, I already have it, so I'm like, I'll try to beat this game, see how far I can get. So that's where hmm. I've been. Um, yeah, I I got a, I got Dragon's Dogma on my Switch. Uh, I haven't I've maybe put an hour into it and I know you can put 80 plus hours into it and still have a lot to do. Right. So. I remember on the PS3 and same when, like when I restarted on the PS4, uh, the beginning's really slow. Like mm. it takes a long time to get into anything that's even kind of fun. But if you can eventually get in through it, uh, you know, it's just your old school RPG where you equip, you know, each armor piece and you, could upgrade them by going to the blacksmith and putting materials in this stuff. You know, it's just it. Uh, if you've played all those old school RPG types, you'll get into it. But it is kind of slow and boring. I don't know if I'll be able to stick with it to like beat it. But I have been messing around with it this week in between Darkest Dungeon, which is hard and frustrating at times. So I just needed a, you know, a game that wasn't as frustrating. Sure, sure. And then I, you got the new Warcraft game that everyone hates, right? <laughs> I, I I did. So uh, back in May of last year, I pre-ordered it because I was like, Warcraft 3 was so awesome. Like, Yo, I, yeah, I love it. I just had so many good, fond memories of it. And I actually, like, later on after, after it had been out for like eight years or so, I re-downloaded it on a computer and tried to play it. But no one was playing on Battle.net or anything. And that's really what I wanted to do is you know, play against people on Battle.net. Right. And so uh, whenever they they re-released it or they were going to, I pre-ordered it. Um, it's supposed to be out in December of last year. It came out in January. And as soon as it came out, everybody just started hating on it. And I, I was playing online, and I was enjoying it for the most part. The, the biggest problem I had was that uh, they didn't, put any kind of ladders or, or league challenges or anything like that on there. So like you'd have people join a battle and just leave. They would, they would just leave it and it didn't matter. You know, it wasn't going on their record. There was no win loss record or um, anything like that. Yeah, it's annoying. And, and so, uh, so I had a problem with that, but I kept playing it. You know, everybody kept hating on it. Uh, and no one was getting refunds for it. But then Blizzard, uh, they turned on an automatic refund button. And so, like, if you were to submit a complaint about the game and request a refund, you'd automatically get it. And I was like, oh, no. I was like, if if I like playing with people online and everybody hates this game and, ever like, now they're giving away free refunds, I was like, pretty soon the online is going to be crap again. Right. So – 
So I went ahead and requested my refund, even though I didn't really have a problem with the game. I was right. like, I want my 30 bucks back because this game's going to die in the next month or two. So, I mean, they could, uh, I can see them sticking with it. Uh, if eventually got good, I could see trying it out. But yeah, I've heard nothing but bad, bad things about it. And then I thought it was weird because I saw a lot of people complaining that, well, they just killed the custom games because they put agreements where you can't make your own game like Dota. And honestly, and maybe I'm in the wrong here. I do think Blizzard deserves to own a part of Dota. I know Dota 2 exists and they don't, and there was like a, a whole court case, I think, that went into it. But like, I played Dota on Warcraft 3 custom games. I've never played Dota 2. Um, and it's really because I was like, oh, I'm not going to buy a whole game for that little custom game I played on Warcraft 3. That was always my thought behind it. Um, but it like they invented a whole genre um, on the Warcraft 3 custom game servers. And then there are arguments like, well, we did it, not Blizzard. But Blizzard was so cool to even let you make custom games. Um, I don't know. I just I feel like it's weird that they everyone talks crap about them when I'm like, I don't know. I think they do some cool stuff. But yeah, maybe I'm I, in the minority. <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, if you look at Dota 2 even and you see some of the character models for the heroes that they have, Right, like you can tell that that dude's supposed to be Arthas from Warcraft Three. Right, like it's it's the it's the model that they they used, and they used the game engine to to set it all up. Right, the AI system that was in there, all this stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I think I think they should have some some propriety to to that because it was using all their their stuff. It's not like. It's not like Unreal Engine or something was created to to run it at that time. Uh, it was just the Warcraft Three engine. So, right. and I mean, I realize that. I mean, that did still take work as well. I mean, I used to make maps all the time. Then have you play them? I'd be like, I'm gonna try to make this one hard <laughs> and see if you can play it. And I never made anything near that cool, you know, or a game mode like that. Um, and there are other tower defense games I used to love on the Warcraft Three custom games, where it's mm -hmm. like you, you know, six people. And you bought monsters that would send in their lanes and you would make towers in your lanes and you'd make all these weird mazes. And uh, Warcraft 3 was just the shit back then. It was my, it was definitely my favorite online game. My favorite first online game that we played. You know, like I've done a little Halo here or there, but nothing was as cool as Warcraft 3. And my mom used to get pissed at me for tying up the phone line. She'd be like, are you on that Warcraft 3 again? <laughs> I'm like, sorry, mom. Uh trying to win games go up the ladder no one's trying to call you anyways <laughs> yeah that's what i was like no one calls this house uh just a different world when you think about it uh, i went to someone's house so that had a, a phone on the wall like a landline and it looked even old and i was like oh man it's so funny because to me it makes total sense but there are people you know probably 20 year olds today they probably just barely remember it and then yeah. younger than that i'm sure they're still like well i don't know what the hell that is how do you use that it, it's kind of it's kind of the difference between going from the LTE on your phone to the One X, right? Like, right? <laughs> you're like, no, you can't work under these conditions. Nothing loads. Yeah, I, I mean, I have a a love hate relationship with online games uh, these days because it seems like the community just gets so toxic, right. like. And, and it, it, it drowns out the fun of the game to a certain extent. Like one of the last games I played on the Warcraft three recently, uh, I get on there and like, I'm, I'm building my town and the, the other team hasn't attacked or anything, you know, it's a four versus four. And like, I got my town built up, you know, I'm, I'm building my knights. Like I've already upgraded my town as much as I can go. And, uh, you know, I'm building my army and I'm getting a decent size army. And this other guy just starts like swearing at me, like, oh, you're such a loser. Like you don't even have three expansions yet or whatever. Right. You know, I'm like, I'm like, dude, I only have a cap of a hundred people or whatever in my army. Like if I can't build more units, what's the point in having another gold mine and no peasants to farm it or like mine it, you know, like, and he's, he's just like sitting there. He's like, you're a loser. Like, oh, I can't believe you're playing like loser. He's like, this other teammate's the only good teammate. And I look up and that teammate has like a bunch of archers and he's going to attack a, the other guy, right? 
And so like, I'm like moving my troops up there. By the time I get up there, his army's wiped out and he quits. And he's like, Oh, there goes the only good person on our team. Now I'm stuck with these losers and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I'm like, what's your problem, man? <laughs> like just play the game. See, I will say that's not new. Cause I do remember that even back then. Some people are just, uh, I don't get it. I don't get the joy you have in it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I, I like to, I like to play a game with people I know, you know, like, like getting on a uh, Fortnite with you and powwow or right. something. I need to like, update that. Ever since I lost my headphones, I just haven't played because I feel weird playing with my normal, <laughs> like just plug in the headphones to my controller headphones and not my cool gaming headphones. So uh, that's what has deterred me from Fortnite. But I need to get a used to it. Issue. Well, honestly, I try to play with the headphones, and every time I doubt, I was like, if I would have heard them, I just can't hear shit with these shitty headphones. <laughs> <laughs> Start blaming everything else. Um, but it is fun playing with Pow Wow because he's crazy. Yeah, he is. <laughs> hey, Rusty, what says the... <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he is a crazy person. Um, I'm trying to think there's any other game stuff I've been playing lately. Um, I think really just those main two. I really want to buy Civilization 6 because it's on PlayStation 4. I think it's on Switch as well. And I love, you know, old... I love Civilization 2, Civilization 3. I purchased Civilization 4 on Steam. I don't know if my computer could run it at the time that I bought it. Um, And then, you know, now they put Civilization 6 on PS4. I'm like, well, that sounds awesome. But I think it's still 60 bucks. So I'm going to try to wait till they have a sale one day. Um, then I'll probably get that. Cause I've always enjoyed that series for whatever reason. I just like simulation games and strategy games. So it kind of works well with me. Yeah. I, uh, I got that game on the, the switch. Um, and I'm sure it plays better on like the PS4 or the PC or whatever. Right. Uh, the, and it's a fun game. It's, it's super addicting. The only problem I have with it is that it doesn't seem to make sense like the AI, right? Like uh, every now and then you'll have like, oh, Caesar of Rome wants to talk to you or whatever, right? He's like, let's make an alliance. And I was like, okay, I'll make an alliance with you, you know, because I like, I, I'm still in the medieval age or whatever. So, right. Um, anyways, uh, so I make an alliance with him. And then like the very next minute he pops on and he's like, how dare you betray my trust? I'm like, dude, I hadn't even touched anything. Like I just had uh, my town grow. They, they created a wonder like what's that <laughs> with you. And he's like, he's like, I'll let other nations know about this treachery. And I was like, what treachery? And, and then he's like, Hey, let's make an alliance again. And I was like, yeah, okay, let's make this alliance one more time. And he's like, Oh, I can't believe it. You've done it. You know, treachery again, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like they come in with like a military tank and destroy my chariot. I'm like, what are you, what's going on here? Oh uh, yeah. Like, how, well, that's just, just <laughs> sounds like they were just, yeah, way ahead of you, uh, technologically. And they just took advantage. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's why I like the game. So someday I might get that. Um, but that and Final Fantasy VII are the only games I'm really trying to buy until I get a PlayStation 5, which I have. And, you know, I'm not good at saving money. I've talked about this before, but I have successfully uh, saved over half of what I'm assuming the price will be of a PlayStation 5. So I'm going to try to get one of those early as possible. Very nice. But, yeah, also I have to get a Vita. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm having to get too much stuff. I, I know that feeling. I actually, uh, I don't know if I'm going to get an Xbox Series X or a PlayStation Five, uh, just because like the the PlayStation Five, I feel like there's just not enough information about it for me to really decide one way or the other. I do know that I'm leaning towards the PlayStation Five for the simple fact that Xbox came out and they said, oh. We aren't going to have any games that aren't backwards compatible. Like you can play them on your Xbox One or or whatever, right? Right. Like so, I'm like, well, so you're going to release this super powerful system and then not create games specifically for it? Right. I was like, that that seems odd to me. Yeah, they said there'll be no exclusives for at least a year. I want to say is what their quote was, and yeah. it's like, well, okay, well, that's to me just handing it over to PlayStation. But I know I'm like, you know, I love PlayStation. I'm gonna probably go with it regardless. 
Uh, as far as their information, I know they're waiting to reveal the price. They've said until they hear what Xbox's price is. So I'm assuming they're going to try to come in rather lower or at the same price. Um, and I'm assuming the features and the insides of everything will be about the same. But also Microsoft is they're pushing more for the cloud technology streaming stuff in the future, where I think PlayStation's probably going to try at least one more console run of the old school style console, which I personally, you know, I like games just playing, you know, if, yeah. if, we, if we can do that. But I get that that's not going to last much longer. Well, <laughs> I, I know that like Xbox, their uh, their subscription services are way better. Oh, for sure. Like, for sure. Like, I think uh, this this last month they they had like a Final Fantasy 15, right? Like that was on there. If you're paying there 10 bucks a month or whatever, you get to play that for free. Yeah, I think it's called Xbox Game Pass. That is probably the yeah. best thing they have is they have exclusives that will come out to it. Um, it is very cool. And it, honestly, if Xbox had more people on the Xbox, you know, because they don't have that many user base at the moment, I think Sony would maybe try to steal that. But at the moment, they just have no reason to. It's because they're not losing or whatever. But EA has another similar thing called EA Access. And I saw where they just put the newest Madden, you know, from this last fall, just got added to their vault. So I've thought about trying it out. It's $5 a month or $30 a year, I think, is the two options, something like that. Um, Maybe it's $50 a year, whatever it was. You know, it's a discount if you get a year. But I've thought about just getting a month of it just to try it out, see if it works. Um, Because I am interested in the whole subscription model. Yeah, but I don't know if you have to download games. If you can download them and then they play like you bought them, you know, while it's active, that'd be great. But if I have to have some sort of internet connection, check on stuff or anything, I think that could be annoying. So yeah, just kind of see yeah. how it works. Especially if it like you know you have to wait for long buffers between games or something. Right, like PlayStation Now when it first came out, um, which is their like cloud streaming thing. It was like you were connected to a PlayStation 3, because this is before they had PlayStation 4 games, somewhere else. So, like, you were seeing the dashboard on your PlayStation 4, um, and then you would hit, like, a button. You could just tell the lag. Like, you know, you were controlling a PlayStation somewhere else. It just was it was just weird. So, I'm sure it's gotten better over the years, but I've always been like, I don't know. I don't know if that's for me or not. It would take some getting used to, anyway. Yeah. So, I... My my goal is that I'll just have enough money saved up and like like you, just save it up and then, you know, they're probably all both gonna come out in November or something like that. So we'll see we'll see whenever that time gets here. I've been uh whenever it comes to playing games, I, I've purposely not bought a new game until I beat an old game. And uh I'm just gonna kinda go go with that model, uh save save some of my spending that way right i mean it's a good plan for sure um i mean that's why i you know had to be death stranding before i could start something else and i'm just trying to go through uh give everything another try because i have like 200 and something games on my purchase list you know if i go to my playstation library given all my playstation plus games because i get like two or three a month um and then you know other games i bought so there's plenty of games in there i've never even played or um, I played a little bit, but didn't really give it enough time. So that's what I've been trying to go through. Like until I get a PlayStation five, I'll go through some of these old games and if I hate them, I'll delete them and not waste any time. But there might be a couple I missed out on, you know? Sure. Sure. So that's my goals. Um, but I right, mean, you got anything else to talk about? No, I don't, you know, it's, we've been going pretty long, so I For won't sure. bring up politics. I, yeah, I was about <laughs> to ask, uh, on the politics thing, all I know is, uh, Trump did not get impeached, and then he bragged about it, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, and then, you know, our caucus is a mess. I try to bring it up with Snappy on this last episode that come out the Monday before this, and I think I had half my information wrong. So um, <laughs> who knows? Who knows what's going on? Yeah, it was uh, It's funny because, like, you know, President, uh, they, they found him, you know, he's not going to be impeached. Uh, but Mitt Romney was the only Republican that voted to impeach him. Right. And so, so now you have all these news articles saying like, Oh, it was a bipartisan, uh, vote. I was <laughs> like, well, yes, but it was one guy. Right. <laughs> like, right. Well, and Mitt Romney didn't cast to impeach him on both counts, just one, you know, and he, I think he quoted something well, to do with his faith. 
he 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 actually did it on both or like i think i think it was both right i don't know i've been listening to uh the 538 podcast i've been getting into theirs lately trying to get some political news because they're pretty in the middle um and then there's a couple other i try to do like the new the daily times new york times they have a podcast called the daily that does like one story a day but i'll listen to one today uh, where a woman interviewed Harvey Weinstein's attorney in which the attorney just was like, everyone deserves a right to be defended in court because that's the way the American justice system works. And I completely agree with that. But this woman, the interviewer just couldn't get over like, but he's sexually assaulted women. And it's like, this is his attorney who has to defend him. Like, what do you do? It just got under my skin listening to them. I'm like, I may never listen to another podcast from these people. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. So, so I think, I think, uh, I think you're right. Right. Like, he didn't vote on both both counts, but he did vote for more witnesses and on the um, collusion or, or not collusion. Abuse the, of uh, power. Abuse of power. Yeah. Abuse of power. Uh, but it was funny because like I called my dad up the other day and he's like he's like Mitt Romney. You know, he's like he's like that traitor, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I was like, what are you talking about? He's like he's like he claimed God told him to to vote that the president was guilty. I was like, I was like, I heard that speech. I was like, I don't think that's what he said. <laughs> I was like, he said that he was a religious person. So whenever he made an oath under God, he had to like go with his gut instinct, uh, instinct on this or whatever he felt was right because it was under God that he was sworn in to, to make that, that decision i was like i was like he didn't say god told him <laughs> like right that's it's such a crazy thing uh that's the problem with pretty much all politics on both sides i would say you know i always try to stress that a lot as you could tell um either side whatever but they are going to kind of leave believing uh whatever their their team believes at the moment you know yeah and so it just doesn't doesn't matter <laughs> in a lot of cases yeah uh it, it looks like it's going to be Bernie against Trump. That's what I'm seeing so far. No, no. I, I say the, the DNC, I think, has let it be known their intentions are to get Pete Buttigieg in there. And I think they're going to try to – the whole super delegates thing is just a weird thing, you know, in the way they assign delegates and they don't just go off votes. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's what they're doing at the moment. I don't know. I feel like he's a plant. I, I'm, still, I'm still holding out that – that Bernie's gonna gonna find a way. He's, I he's gonna so. find a way. I like Bernie personally. I'm a big fan of his. Um, I just, I don't know. I thought he probably deserved it last time when they wanted the well, well, woman president. And I think they're gonna yeah. grip on to like the gay president, you know, or whatever. And it's like, well, I don't think. I just, I hate. I've said this on the podcast. I hate identity politics. I don't think any of your descriptors should matter for why you get any job or position. I just think it should be about like. What are your ideas and what can you do? I don't really care uh, about race or gender or sexual preferences. Um, I'm open for whatever, but like I don't care. That shouldn't be the reason. Right, right. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I, I voted for Barack Obama his first term. And uh, I, I, I would say that identity politics probably played into it a little bit. But but I like the like, – the idea that he was presenting that, you know, it was going to be a change. There was going to be a change in America. Everybody was going to be working for the same goal. Right. And so like, maybe I looked at him as a black person and thought like, yeah, like he's the guy to do it. Right. Like, because he is a black person and like, he's going to get the world moving in the right direction. And then I just didn't see it. Right. Like, right. I um, mean, it, and so then that's whenever I got turned off of identity politics. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> See, I think on that, I was more of a, compared to John McCain and Sarah Palin, especially, <laughs> I was like, there's no way I'm voting for them. And I agree. I didn't believe Obama. And then I would say even his second term, my thought process was, well, he did get his the health care done. And then the Republicans won the Congress and then he couldn't do anything. So it's, you know, they're stopping. Him. But then when he won a second one. And I felt like he uh, didn't do a whole lot. But now I have come around to where I don't think the president can do much, to be real honest. Um, that's why I think people overblow what Trump's doing. I'm like, he don't even do anything. Like He yeah. watches TV all day and says some crazy shit on tweets. Like, 
so now I'm like, I just don't think it really matters, but I do think it's interesting to watch the fandom. Something I heard the other day is, uh, and I kind of, you'd kind of probably like this a little bit, you know, since people in general are getting a little less religious in the world, at least in a like, Western society, a lot of people are saying that because humans have always had religion um, and we have that energy and that desire to put the energy we would put in a religion into something, that's why people are getting more toxic with politics. It's because instead of them like holding on to like, because even people that are religious now, they're not like mad at other religions they're normally like oh we all believe in god you do it your way i'll do it mine and we like get along for whatever reason um but they don't at all in politics now like that's the war ground right like it shifted from we would argue about the afterlife like vehemently where now it's like no no we'll argue about politics and i was like oh it's interesting see so you say that but there's a there's a youtube personality that i i would watch and uh after mitt romney's vote he started posting on like Twitter. He's like, he's like, Mormons aren't Christians. Uh, Romney wants his Mormon underwear to protect him, and like Joseph Smith, a prophet. Yeah, right. Uh, all this stuff, just like bashing religion and stuff, like right. uh, my my religion. Uh, so I think there still is that out there. But yeah, to your point, uh, people want something to be passionate about, and if it's not, if it's not religion, uh, politics is the new religion, right? Like, um. That that's that's the go to because honestly, if if religion's in a decline, who who was the enemy of homosexuality? Right, it was religion. You know, oh, it was the uh, who who was the enemy of legalized marijuana? Right, like religion, the, the timber industry. <laughs> First but, off, but. Uh, but like religion was the enemy of all these things. And, and whenever religion starts like, you know, si- like sidestepping a little bit, like, oh, no, we're, we're we want gay people in our churches. We want, you know, people that, that smoke medicinally to, in our congregations. Like we we understand these benefits and all these other things. Whenever religion starts like backing down and be like, oh, we can accept this. Like all of that passion needs to go somewhere. Well, now it's the government, right? The the federal government hasn't regulated medical marijuana. So like that's where the the tide needs to go. Um, you know, it's it's them that are are keeping gay people from claiming marital status, which that's been done now. Right. right. Like like that that's just the the common flow. You just feed it up the chain until you have it all. So Yeah. Uh don't have answers, but the world's fucking crazy. That's what I'll say. It is. It is crazy. Because <laughs> a lot so of things that should be common sense. I'm like, why doesn't it just work this way? But it never does. But all right, man. Yeah, we have been on here a while. Uh, I appreciate you coming on because I know it's last minute because I have people ghosting on me, but I keep trying to get all these artists and creative people in the world to call on the podcast. Um, but a lot of times it's a lot harder than just getting people I know. Hey, uh, whenever you need somebody that's not creative or a producer <laughs> of anything, I'm right here. Hey, so. <laughs> you're producing some uh, Twitch content. You know, you're playing some video games at RC Plays, right? Isn't that your name? That's right. That's it. So there you go. You're creative that way. Um, people can give you money for that, I think, through Twitch. I, I was twitching for a while making beats, and I need to get back to it. Um, but I just I was making so many beats, and I wasn't making any rap verses, so I quit making beats to work on writing. Um, but I enjoyed making beats on Twitch, so I might get back to that someday. Yeah, right on. I, yeah, I used to like look down at my phone and I'd see an email saying A to the Mo is a uh, um live. So <laughs> right. And it added a lot of pressure. No one was even watching me, but it, because I I was like on a time limit and people theoretically could be watching me, I would like it seemed to put more pressure on me during my making beats, which I enjoyed. So Sure. Something I need to get back into. But all right, man, um I will let you get out of here. People should join our Discord if y'all would like to continue any of these conversations. Uh, reach out to me at the email, and I'll send you a link. Uh, sometimes we talk in there. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, peace, man. All right. Later. Beats.
Mike's Beats.